Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm your host, Heba, and I think I might be sick. I don't know. I mean, okay, here's how it's gone down. Approximately one week ago, I remember thinking to myself, everyone I know seems to be getting sick. I mean, people were dropping like flies. My mom got sick. My brother got sick. My sister-in-law got sick. All of my friends got sick, one by one by one. (laughs) Everyone I knew was sick, and I was like, okay. It seems like everyone is sick, so I should really be careful. I should really double down on the self-care. I should really rest, whatever. Um, That was all well and good. It was all fun and games. And then let's see how it went down after that. Um, I believe three days, two days ago, two days ago, I woke up and the aura ring said that my temperature was elevated three degrees, which could be something it could not be anything also three degrees really isn't that much so sometimes like if I don't sleep as well or something like that my temperature will be elevated alcohol can make your temperature elevated so I I didn't think anything I wasn't drinking but you know I I did wake up to pee like no fewer than 16 times the night before so I thought maybe it's just something like that whatever but still, I was mindful of it. I was aware of it. You know, I was I was starting to think about what kind of soup I want to make, shit like that, you know? And then yesterday, I woke up. It was actually not when I woke up for the day. It was one of my many pee trips in the middle of the night. Save this new thing. <laughs> it's like, honestly, it really is a sign that there's something wrong with me mentally. So I'll wake up to pee. And then I chase that peeing excursion by drinking a glass of water and then I go back to sleep. And then two hours later, I wake up to pee again. And then again, I have a glass of water. Every time I wake up to pee, I drink more water. So I keep waking up to pee and I'm like, God, that's so annoying as though I'm not causing the problem. Okay. Anyway, let's move right along. So Yesterday, I wake up during one of my many times that I wake up to pee, and I was like, oh, I kind of have a sore throat, but like not a bad sore throat, just like a little tickle of a sore throat. And so I texted my trainer during my 6 a.m. pee slash water drinking session. I went back to sleep after that, and I was like, hey, babe, just a heads up, 
I have a sore throat. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to cancel because like everyone's getting sick and whatever. So I'm like, okay, great. So then yesterday I spent the entire day resting. I was in bed most of the day. I did hours in the sauna blanket, literally hours. I was like, I'm going to sweat it out and we'd be so good. And then I woke up today and actually don't really have a sore throat anymore. I don't really have any particular symptoms. I'm a little bit run down. I'm definitely brain foggy. Like I can see that very clearly in myself. I forget the ends of my sentences sometimes, whatever. Um, I am a tiny bit sniffly right now, like as we speak right in this moment, I'm sniffly. And yeah, you know, ordinarily I would say, hmm, let me record tomorrow where maybe I can be sharper because something about podcasting, it requires being sharp. Um, but I'm worried I'll get worse. Like what if I get full blown sick? So we're just going to do it today and power through. But all this to say, well, two things to say. Number one, be careful, guys, because I think there is something going around. Like, I, I, you know, just like a common cold and it's normal. And there are a lot of benefits to catching a cold. Like it does boost your like I, I think that we're probably supposed to get a cold once a year. Like, I don't think it's a big deal. I do believe in colds, but just be aware that there is something going around. And a cold is this beautiful invitation to slow down and take rest and give your body what it needs. So make sure if you do get sick, you're getting lots of fluids, you're getting your zinc, you're getting your vitamin C, your vitamin D, you know, fresh produce, fresh um fruit, things like that. See what I mean about the brain fog? Like <laughs> fruit is not, it shouldn't have taken me that long to come up with that word. Um, and yeah, lots of fluids. I did a fuck ton of juice today. I did a big green juice with celery and cucumber and kale, dandelion, lemon, something like something to that effect. I can't remember exactly. And then I also got this like a smaller little like an eight ounce, like bigger than a shop, a smaller than a juice situation. Um, it was kale, ginger, lemon, cayenne, oil of oregano, turmeric and black pepper. Two things with that. Number one, always, always, always have black pepper with your turmeric because Black pepper increases the absorption of turmeric or maybe curcumin, the active compound in turmeric, by 2,000%, something like that. So, like, you really should have it. And um, the other thing, <laughs> what the other? Oh, oil of oregano is incredible if you have some kind of cold situation. Actually, another thing I recommend if you are sniffly, nasally congested, prone to those things, prone to sinus issues, there's this one nasal rinse that I'm obsessed with. If you're curious, DM me and I'll send you the link. It's um, it's a, it's just a saltwater rinse, but it has sage one other herb that I can't remember, an oil of oregano in it, and it'll fucking sting when you put it up your nose, but it's the best thing. I've been using that too. And, um, oh, and then I got this other elixir from my juice spot and it's a hot elixir and it said hot elixir, but for some reason I didn't realize it was going to be hot. <laughs> because, no, because it has like cayenne pepper or something in it. So I thought, 
the reason they called it hot elixir is because of that, like hot, like spicy <laughs> and not hot in temperature, but it was hot in temperature and it was fucking perfect. It was lemon, ginger, cayenne. I honestly can't remember what else. Like I like I literally care. I should pull up the menu to this place, but we're not doing that today. Anyway, the other thing I was going to say about colds, and this is kind of woo-woo, but I really do see this often. Okay. I think a lot of times you just get sick. Like there's no rhyme or reason or greater meaning or purpose behind it. Like the colds go around, people catch them. <laughs> it happens. I think it's like a normal thing. I don't, you know, but I think sometimes and not always, but sometimes we get sick, and this is very woo-woo, okay? But I think sometimes we get sick because we need to slow down. And and I don't mean like in a physical sense, like you've been running around too much, your body's worn down, so you get sick, right? That's 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 not woo-woo. That's just normal science. But the woo-woo thing I was gonna say is I think sometimes we get sick because we need to be forced to slow down so that we can face something. And one of my favorite examples of this is actually, do you guys remember Stella, who's been on the podcast a million times? So Stella once said that she, I think she said it on the podcast, if I remember correctly, but she told a story about how she went through this really rough breakup, like not really rough, but like it was, it was a very long-term serious relationship and they broke up. And when they broke up, she did that whole spiritual bypass thing of like, oh, I'm good. And I've learned what I needed to learn. And I've mourned the relationship and I'm ready to move on. And she was doing that thing. And then she got sick. And so she couldn't leave the house. She couldn't really do anything like all she just had to sit there and face and mourn this the ending of this relationship and it was just so kismet that the timing worked out like that and I think that is something that happens to us often and so I remember when you know all of my friends are just dropping I was gonna say dropping like birds but is that is that an expression like why are birds dropping although you know I remember um summer of 2020 when you know there there was there was a bit of a disease going around <laughs> um i remember one of the things that like one of the early things that i would notice when walking the streets was an insane number of dead birds i mean just like it was like the streets of new york were bird graveyards like it was so fucking strange and I still to this day don't know why that was the case. I have a few theories. Like, I don't think they were getting the virus. I think maybe, I don't know, like, I know rats were having a really hard time during that time because the restaurants were closed. And so there wasn't as much like shit in the streets for the rats to eat. And I know that was incredibly hard for them. So I don't know if it was something similar to that, but it just felt like the birds were just dropping out of the sky, just dropping out of trees, like pummeling to their death. I don't know. It makes me really sad when I think about it I get like really I get really sad over animals dying even when it's not like my mom my poor mom is so scared of worms and um the other day she saw a worm in the house which is absolutely terrifying and luckily the gardener or someone was there so she called him in and asked him to take care of it and he killed the worm and she's telling me the story and I mean I felt so bad for my mom because she really it's 
pretty much the only thing she's, well, I don't want to say it's the only thing she's scared of, but it is her big fear. Like, I've known that about her ever since I was a kid. She really fucking hates worms. And so, yeah, I felt really bad for her, but then I kind of cried because the worm died and it's, it's a whole thing. Like, I have a hard time when I have exterminators come. It's, it's a whole thing. Anyway, um, where the fuck were we going? How did we get here? <laughs> Truly. Okay, colds, blah, blah, woo-woo. Oh, yeah. So when all of my dropping like flies, is that the expression? Dropping, but like where where do flies drop? Like what? What? <laughs> like when have flies dropped? Like what? Is that the, you know what? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. We're doing word of the week anyway. Maybe we should start doing expression of the week. Maybe that's what I actually need. Okay. Dropping like flies. Yes. Meaning. Okay. Um, to become ill or die over a short period of time and in large numbers, horses and cattle dropped like flies during the drought. Okay. But like, that's, I could, see, but like when have flies dropped like flies? I guess is my question. Like where did this expression come from? Um, the heat was so intense that people were dropping like flies. Often used figuratively. Yeah, no shit. Um, but I want to know why do people say dropping like flies? Yeah, no, I understand what it means. What I want is where, where did... Okay, where did this come from? No. Uh, origins. One of the earliest instances of the phrase in print was in the Atlanta Constitution newspaper. What? The Atlanta Constitution newspaper? Is there a newspaper called the Atlanta Constitution? Um, in 1902, I saw men and women rushing back and forth within the flames. They would run along, then came the ch choking smoke and they would drop like dead flies. Okay. I don't think anyone knows where this guy, like, I just don't have you I'd like, I'm sorry, but flies are some of the most resilient motherfuckers I have ever met. Have you ever tried to kill a fly? That shit is not for the faint of heart. Like they are, it is like the hunger games and a show off with the flies. By the way, I'm reading the hunger games. I mean, hot take over here. <laughs> it's really good. Like it's <laughs> turns out all the millions of people who were obsessed with it <laughs> weren't wrong. It's really fucking good. Um, okay, yeah. So when all of my friends were dropping like flies <laughs> this past week, I remember one of my friends, I was talking to her and she's kind of going through something and I was telling her this theory that I have about colds and that sometimes, not always, sometimes I think they just happen, but sometimes colds happen because we need to face something that we're avoiding. And then I remember in that same conversation, I was like, fuck, I'm about to get sick too, aren't I? Because there's some shit that I need to be facing and working through that I'm kind of trying to escape from right now. And so, yeah, in conclusion, I think that I'm sick. And I'm so happy we just spent 20 minutes on that. Although I actually don't know how long we've set, spent on it because the one thing I really haven't fig figured out in my new setup is how to um, be able to see how much time has passed, which is really kind of an issue because as we know, I could talk for like four hours straight. And now I have a backup charging setup for my camera. So really I could 
go. I mean, the memory card really could fit like eight hours on it. So I could go for a long fucking ass time. Uh, okay, let's move right along. Um, <laughs> let's do word of the week. I got one from Billions the other night. What is it? Contemporaneous. Oh, I think that's like something related to time. Existing or occurring in the same period of time. Pythagoras was contemporaneous with Buddha. Excellent, beautiful. Follow-up question. Who the fuck is Pythagoras? Um, a philosopher and a polymath. <laughs> Don't know what the fuck a polymath is. Okay, we're going to stop because I could go down this weird rabbit hole for like 45 hours, but contemporaneous occurring at the same time. So maybe... Maybe when you're socializing this week or maybe you like me are sick and in bed or whatever. I'm really not even full blown sick. I just want to say it's like, you know, when you get really in tune with your body, you can tell when you're about to get sick. That's what I feel like. Like I don't actually feel like I'm sick. I just, um, okay, <laughs> let's move along because I'm starting to sound a lot like Monica Geller. Um, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, I'm not going to encourage you to watch Friends because it's really only a mediocre show that I love because of the nostalgia, right? Like I watch it at a certain period of my time, at a certain period of my life. But if Friends came out today, I don't think I'd like it, right? I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's a great throwback show, The Nanny. I may have talked about this before, but the other, my mom and I were talking about this and I have not gone back to revisit it, but we used to love watching Three's Company. Do you guys remember Three's Company? I kind of want to go back and start watching that. Okay. Um, We are doing an Am I the Asshole episode and I have some really good ones. And this first one I haven't read. I just um, like lightly skimmed it to make sure it was good. So I'm really excited to read it. Some of them are really, really good. Okay. Am I the asshole for not wanting a random man in my tent? <laughs> my instinct is no, you're not the asshole. But let's read it and find out. I, 21 female, went to a music festival with my two friends, both 24 female, around late August. Me and one friend, let's call her Anna, are both in relationships, while my other friend, let's call her Stina, are, is not. Okay, Stina is a specific as fuck name. Like, that's not a name that you just pull out of your ass. Like, is her name actually Stina? Um, Stina likes to sleep around, which I don't have a problem with. What she does with her body is none of my business, but her constant need for for male attention can get annoying sometimes. She is known by her friend group for running off with some guy, causing everyone to panic, and then crying about us leaving her and putting her in a dangerous situation. Wow, Stina sounds kind of annoying. When there is a, a, guy, a group of guys around when there is a group of guys around, her personality changes drastically and she starts talking the other girls in the group down to see more appealing. She constantly flirts with guys in relationships, etc. Some people would describe her as a bit of a pick me girl. So now you have the context of how Stina is. Let's get to the story. We'd all been having a great time partying at the festival. It was around 3 a.m. and me and Anna wanted to get back to our tent and call it a night. Stina did not. By the way, this is kind of making me miss music festivals, which is not a feeling I felt in a long ass time. Um, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, there was no convincing her to come back with us. And she had ran into a group of people she knew from her hometown and seemed to be having a good time with them. So we let her know we were leaving and told her to call if there was anything. At around 6 a.m., I wake up to laughing, kissing and a lot of movement. I don't feel like making a fuss. So I pretend to be asleep until the guy falls fall. The guy falls on my back. What? Um, I lose it and yell at them to get out of the tent and go fuck in the car. The guy gets apologetic. Stina just laughs at me and tells me to chill. They weren't doing anything. They just just waiting for a taxi so they could go back to his place, which is semi nearby. There was not going to be a taxi at this time in this side of the country, Iceland. Oh, my God. What music festival? What is happening here um, during such a big festival for probably four hours? I got even angrier and tell them that I don't want this random man in our share tent. It was far from safe. And if they or him didn't get the fuck out, I would call campsite security. They both got out and I went back to sleep because I was drunk and I'd been awake for almost 24 hours. Anna somehow slept through the whole thing. <laughs> wow, Anna. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Anna somehow slept through the whole thing, probably since she was really drunk as well. The next day, there was no sight of Stina. We call her and she says she will get herself back to the city. So me and Anna packed all her stuff for her and drove home. Oh, this was the end of the festival. Okay, I assumed there was more of the festival. Now, more than a month later, Stina is still mad at me because I kicked her out of the tent and put her in danger. I never said she had to get out of the tent. I just wanted the man out. My friends say I overreacted because they weren't having sex or anything. Am I the asshole? Uh, no, I don't think you're the asshole at all. And I think this is, um, I picked this one because I think this is something that happens a lot. I actually have a similar story. So a few years ago, this was before I lived in New York. So like minimum five years ago, um, but more than that, but like fewer than 10, like we were in our, I was in my mid to late twenties. I can tell you that, um, later I, I was, I had to have been 27 or 28, um, which I do think age is a huge factor in this. That's why I'm being so purposeful about pulling out the age, because I do think age really matters in this. Like, I think this if you're 18 versus 40, this is a very different situation. So anyway, I um, had a friend in town and she was staying with me and like one of my closest friends from childhood, let's call her. <laughs> I don't know. Let's call. I don't, I want to say Anna, but I don't want to confuse it with the girl in the story. Although Anna was really not a big player in the story. Amanda, let's call her Amanda. Okay. So she was um going to be in DC and she was staying with me. And I had a second bedroom in my apartment in D.C., but it wasn't set up as a bedroom. It was set up as my office. Nevertheless, I had a blow-up mattress, whatever. There was a couch in there, so whatever. She was going to make it work. And um, this friend of mine was in a relationship in the city that she lived in with an older man. But like because he was so much older and she never really saw it as a very serious thing, she also would cheat quite a bit. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to say it pretty, and I, I I don't think it's like a huge deal because whatever, like eh, <laughs> not to excuse cheating, but the way I see it is I think they were more so kind of in an open relationship. Um, anyway, 
so there was this guy that she it was this ongoing kind of will they won't they kind of guy who she had studied with what let's call him Max and um they had been really good friends they'd hooked up and it was one of those like are we gonna end up together and as you can imagine it was quite toxic or maybe you can't imagine but it was it was quite it was honest I thought it was shocking as someone who's been in a lot of toxic relationships just observing the two of them on the phone I was like pretty like whoa this is whoa even for me this is a lot anyway so she's staying with me and um like the second day that she's staying like the entire time from the minute she gets there basically Amanda and Max are constantly on the phone she constantly has him on speaker and they're constantly fighting like she'd be in the middle of the living room on speakerphone with him fighting and I was like I'm literally trying to do work like this is an insane way to behave in someone's home but whatever um and then at some point she just randomly drops now this man was living in Virginia at the time like a few hour drive from DC much closer than where she actually lived so it would make sense for him to come up and see her right but she just randomly drops that he might be coming up and like staying in my home and I was like uh no (laughs) no that's not gonna happen because I don't fucking know this man and I don't want him staying in my apartment like I also based on the way the two of you behave on the phone the last fucking thing I ever want in my entire life is to be around the two of you in person like no but she didn't even ask me she just informed me and I did say no and she's like okay well then if he comes look at a hotel room like she was chill about it um she didn't get mad about it but um she really she was very chill about it like I I still think it was like insane like I remember having a very long conversation with my brother I was like am I overreacting or is this an insane way to behave he's like no it's it's but it is an age thing like I think if you're 18 like it's so like think about when you go to college like it's not that big of a deal to like bring a dude back to your shared dorm room and quite frankly fuck you know I never did that um and I was not a huge fan, although I will say sophomore year of college, I lived in an apartment with one of my sorority sisters and her like on again, off again boyfriend was constantly sleeping with us. And our beds were so big that they were like practically touching. <laughs> so I think there were a lot of nights where they had sex when I was asleep and like I may as well have joined them <laughs> at that point because we were so close. But I was asleep, so I don't give a fuck. And I was 19, so I didn't give a fuck. But once I graduated college, a lot of these things changed for me. So at some point, these things change. And I don't know how old these girls are. But this sounds like an ongoing thing. And it does sound... Honestly, it sounds like the writer is more triggered by Stina's general behavior and the fact that she is so desperate for male attention because that is a very annoying quality in a person. But I think the reason that it's annoying for a lot of us is because a lot of us have been like that at some point. Like I certainly have been, oh my God, like so much of my youth, I would say like all of middle school and a lot of high school, I was so desperate for male attention and like the lengths that I would go to to get it. And then it's not like I be, I stopped needing male attention, but then something flipped for me where wanting to appear like prim and proper and um, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, demure was so much stronger. And so that took over. So it wasn't like I didn't want male attention anymore. It's just that then I started to want male attention more as like one of the guys and like the cool chill girl and like, you know, like so the way that I wanted male attention changed. And so that's why like I wouldn't like hook up and stuff like that. Um, but that's neither here nor there because we're not talking about me. In conclusion, no, I don't think this girl is the asshole. Like I think we're all allowed to have boundaries. And again, I picked this one because I think this is something that happens a lot and I think that our boundaries change a lot as we grow up and I do think it's actually kind of important to communicate those and vocalize those like maybe I should have told Amanda like you well I did tell Amanda you can't just like bring random dudes but that's because I knew like what if you should just shown up because like I wouldn't have put a pastor at that point what if you had just shown up and then what would I have done I mean I don't know if I like I'd like to think I still would have been like no you guys can't stay here um, but it's just something to think about as you're growing up with your friends, like what are your boundaries in terms of guys staying? Like, is it cool if a guy crashes a girl's trip? Is it cool if I remember there was this whole thing in the first season of Real Housewives of Potomac, which by the way is an elite housewives franchise, where they were all going to Ashley's like beach house or some shit. And the last night, Ashley's husband came and a lot of the other women were really upset because they were like, well, it's a girl's trip. Why is your husband here? And she's like, well, it is literally his house and we have our own bedroom. It's not like he's sleeping next to you. And that one, I think, is a little bit different. But um. I remember thinking like, okay, Ashley's so young. Like she's the youngest person on this cast by far. She was like fucking 26 or some shit. She was young as fuck. Whereas a lot of these women are like fucking 50 years old. So it's it's just very different. Like it's you can't compare where they're at in life. And yeah, it's just something to think about as you're growing up, as you're graduating college, things like that. Like what is my level of comfort with like my friends hooking up, my friends having guys around, things like that. And they'll like, communicate these things if you're going to a music festival. Like is it cool like if your friend just like goes home with some dude or should you be checking up or whatever? Anyway, like most things, I think communication is the solution. But also I just want to highlight that if you are really triggered by someone's behavior, it might be because you had some version of that behavior when you were younger and now you have a lot of shame around it or something to that effect. Okay, next one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Am I the asshole for leaving my boyfriend's family reunion and ruining my boyfriend's sister's engagement announcement? For context, I, 27 female, have been dating my boyfriend, 24 male, for two years now. I will admit we are an on and off relationship. We dated during our high school year, but later broke up as we didn't want to pursue a long distance relationship as he headed off to California to pursue a scholarship. Wow, she used the word pursue a lot in that sentence. It's kind of shocking. We later reconnected four years ago and after two years decided to retry our relationship. My boyfriend invited me to one of his family reunions. I only recounted attending one during Thanksgiving when we were like 17 to 18 around that time. And most of his family at the time enjoyed my presence, except for one, his little sister, who is now 22. My boyfriend told me that his little sister is very overprotective and it grew stronger due to a previous ex, the ex And him only lasted eight months as the ex later announced that she forced herself into dating him and actually realized she was gay. Okay, that's a whole level of detail that I don't think we needed. I understood that and didn't take much harm with the little sister whenever she would make snarky comments or glare at me. At the family reunion, I met her and her boyfriend. Her boyfriend seemed like a nice, pleasant guy, a bit shy, but overall a nice guy to be around. During the reunion, I got a call from one of my best friends. I asked to be excused and took the call. My best friend was announcing to me that he just found out his fiance is expecting and that he and his fiance wanted to throw a little celebration and asked if I could come next week. I got happy and said yes. I was still happy from the news and told my boyfriend. His sister overheard and made made a snarky comment about how I was happy about a baby that wasn't even mine or his. (laughs) Yeah, people are allowed to be happy for other people. Um, I attempted to ignore it, but she kept on making rude comments. We had a dinner and sat down when his sister made a comment to the family about how I was bringing up another man more than my own boyfriend. Immediately, I got up, thanked his family for the food and left. I know this was childish and I did not, but I did not want to stay there for long listening to her disrespectful, disrespecting my friend. I'm sorry, this Like, I'm not good at reading out loud, but also the person who submitted this has like a very casual relationship with grammar. Disrespecting my friend and his fiance. I later got a call from my boyfriend and he asked if I could apologize to his sister as during the family reunion, she wanted to announce her engagement with her fiance. But due to me leaving, she felt embarrassed and upset that her moment was outshined. I told him that I refused to apologize and that if anything, she should apologize for the comments she made about my best friend. Am I the asshole? Um, I think you're both kind of assholes in this situation. Here's the thing. I actually get it. I don't, I don't think what you did was so wrong. Like if someone's just sitting there and disrespecting you, I think you have a right to leave. Like I, I don't think that's crazy. But I still think you could apologize. In fact, I think we need to all just kind of like loosen our grip a little bit. I think that we've been in this wellness phase for a while where everyone's like, it's not your fault and like stand your ground and like don't over apologize and like we don't need to make ourselves so small and like trauma, trauma, trauma. And yes, those things are all well and good, but 
sometimes just like fucking take one for the team. Just be the bigger person. Like it's not that deep. Like, yeah, stand your ground, but also like don't, you know? I don't know. Aren't we tired? Like, aren't we all just tired? Like, just apologize sometimes. Like, it's not that deep. And you know what? The flip side, too, just forgive people. Like, when I think of every single person I've ever had conflict with, which is really a lot of people when I think about it. Like I, I'm not like the most agreeable kind of person. Like I've had a lot of friendship breakups and stuff. And there are a lot of them where I think like they really wronged me, right? Like I had a friend drop me for like no reason at all, just because I started doing well in life. I had a friend who literally spent a year cyberbullying me, old ex-friend who spent a year cyberbullying me from a Finsta account. In fact, if you go to the Blush account, you can see some of her comments still. Um, if you scroll through some of the old stuff, like I've had friends do like, like uh, there was a girl I was friends with that she was like my brother's friend's partner. And I was like the only person who was nice to her and who was like genuinely her friend. And she snapped at me for like literally no, well, not literally no reason. That's not true. I like made a joke that kind of offended her, which I get. But instead of communicating that to me, she just like snapped and got all bitchy and then started talking shit about me to everyone and just like never talked to me again. Um, And all of these people, literally all of them, if they were to hit me up tomorrow and be like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'd be like, literally no worries. Let's move on. Or even if they didn't apologize and were just like, hey, what's up? I'd be like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, it's not like I I would never be close with them again. I would never really trust them again. But I also wouldn't like hold this big grudge and be like, you did this really fucked up thing. Like, I just think life is too short. And honestly, none of this really matters. Like, we're not on a Bravo show. Just like apologize and move on and just accept apologies and move on. Now, adapt. Know where you can and can't place people for sure. But I don't know. I just like I think we're too high and mighty about some things these days. Anyway, so I I do think this person should apologize. But at the same time, I think that like you have a right to not want to be somewhere when you're treated really poorly. And I think you should kind of point this out to your brother, like point out the types of comments that she makes, because actually I think that this falls on your brother to bridge the gap. Um, I will say I'm really fucking grateful that A, I get along so well with my sister-in-law because I think that makes it a lot easier on my brother and B, that I get along so well with Ozzy's family because it's just complicated when you don't, you know, like it's it's annoying and it's complicated. But, you know, there was something that happened when I was in Australia last year now that I think about it. And it was, it was a really minor thing, but there were just like little things that really bothered me with Ozzy's family. And when I communicated it to him, I was like, I expect you to have my back in this situation. And he did. Um, so I really do think it's important that your partner has your back, especially with his family. When there's issues with you and your partner's family, I think it comes down to your partner to be the one to make it right. So yeah, that's that on that. <sighs> Am I the asshole for telling my coworker to fuck off after she said, this is why you're single? I, 32 work as an interpreter. 
sorry, I'm I'm just omitting part of this. Okay, I'm gonna restart it. I32 work as an interpreter. Okay, we're gonna restart it again. I32 work as an interpreter. One of my colleagues, Hannah, female late 30s, asked me the other day what my plans for the weekend were. I replied that I was going to the woods with my club to shoot some arrows and that I had a ballet class on Sunday. Wow, so many hobbies. She was taken aback at that and asked me, how many hobbies do you fucking have? (laughs) Such an aggressive (laughs) response. Um, Swearing is something she does a lot, so it didn't uh, sound any alarm bells in my head. So I replied a few. She heard me speaking about my classes before when I was asked about the evening plans or when I said no to going to a pub after work. During my reply, she wouldn't drop it and wanted me to list all the classes I do. So I told her that I took Italian classes, ballet, beginners classes, archery, pan flute classes, and swimming. Oh my God, so many hobbies. She asked, what about your volunteering? Did you stop that? I said, no, I still do it twice a week. How does she have time for all this? Oh my God, that's when she said, this is why you're single. Hmm. That surprised me. I've never complained about being single. I'm quite content with that. So I don't know where that came from. I asked her about that and she just said, I'm trying to relive my high school days and no guy would want a woman that runs around in the woods with arrows and then pounces like a child in a tutu in adult beginning ballet classes. Could I have been more polite? Sure. But she annoyed me. I told her to fuck off and I left the room. Now she's telling everyone what an asshole I am and that she was only trying to give me advice because I'm immature and will be single forever if I don't get my shit together. It's been almost a week now and she's got some of the ladies on her side. They're side eyeing me. One even twirled like a ballerina behind my back as I was leaving the lunchroom. This is so mean. With so many people agreeing with her, I need to double check if I was right to tell her what I did. Did I over? react was like the asshole in this situation am I the asshole no I don't think you're the asshole but like maybe again going back to the past thing I would consider apologizing for saying fuck off now I have a lot of things to say about this number one we need to stop telling people like this is why you're single if they've never complained about being single like being single is a neutral thing it's not a good thing or a bad thing I mean it's a good thing if you exited a toxic relationship it's better than that but like it's not like it's a neutral thing it's like being right-handed or left-handed well no it's not like that it's like wearing a sweater or wearing a button-down shirt like it doesn't mean anything it just is a thing so to say like to act like like, oh, this is why you're single, like to say things like that, it implies that there's something wrong with it. Now, if someone's complained about being single, then you can point out to them, well, maybe this is why you're single. So that's number one. Like that's crazy to start with. And I just want to say the reason that this coworker said this probably is because she's probably unhappy in her own relationship. And I've noticed this thing, people who settle down and are unhappy are so eager to get other people to settle down it's like they want other people to join their misery club like every friend I have who got married really young 
and or started having kids kind of young. It's constantly in a rush to get everyone else to do it. But it's the ones that are unhappy in their dynamic that are trying to get other people. I mean, misery loves company. So that's probably why she said that, right? Like she's probably jealous that she get this other person gets to do all these activities when she has to go home to her loser ass husband and her boring ass life, right? So that's what like I used to get this a lot. Like when I was in law school, I remember I had a close friend who wasn't in law school, but like a close friend from before who I've talked about on this podcast who got married and had kids like kind of young and um, not in so many words, but as implied that she kind of, I mean, she really, really loves her kids, but I think her and her husband are kind of loveless and um you know, she just like her life has been mapped out for her and she always wanted to go to law school and she always wanted all of these experiences that she didn't really get to have. And so I remember she was always kind of like judgmental about me being in law school and like partying with my law school friends and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's a really common thing. Now, here's where this is the craziest. I think that being in activities is the best way to meet someone the best fucking way to meet someone like that I mean you're probably not gonna meet like a straight man in a ballet class but still like it's not like that's why she's even doing these classes but classes are probably the best way that you can meet anyone ever so it's just factually untrue and also no man wants a girl who like runs around in the woods shooting shooting arrows I think every man every man wants a girl who runs around in the woods shooting arrows and then better yet she has all these other fucking interests too no go off queen I'm so jealous I want to go in the woods and shoot arrows and I want to take beginning ballet and also that fucking the co-workers like doing the twirl behind her back that shit is fucking bullying so no I, I like here's the thing I do think you could apologize for saying fuck off but like this is not someone you should even want to have like a like I don't think you need to explain why you said it I don't think it needs to go further than that just create a civil working environment and quite frankly if you want to start looking for another job think about that but um like fuck these people fuck these people um yeah I, I think you could apologize just to like not have a hot still working environment but this is so toxic I'm so sorry it's such a fucked up situation (sighs) okay moving right along am I the asshole for not letting my sister's boyfriend use hot sauce (laughs) I'm gonna reread that am I the asshole for not letting my sister's boyfriend use hot sauce I mean, on the surface, I'd say maybe, but let's read it. Every Sunday, my family rotates who makes dinner. One day, it's my wife and I. The next time, it's my sister and her boyfriend. The next, my mom and dad. And then finally, my grandmother. With our busy lives, this day is important to us because besides holidays, we wouldn't be able to meet up and chat or eat without it. Okay. Um, We come from an Italian family, but are in Canada. I take my food very seriously, especially Italian food, and double 
especially because my Nana is eating with us. I spent all day preparing dinner, and when we sat down to eat, my sister's boyfriend is humming and hawing, saying my meal is missing something. He said it needs hot sauce and starts walking to the fridge. All I have is Frank's and Sriracha. I like hot sauce too, but I don't dare mix cuisines like that. So I stopped him saying I'd appreciate it if he enjoyed my meal as it is. He said it's no big deal. And in a way it isn't, but also in many ways it is. I told him at the very least, I have some Calabrian, I don't know how to pronounce that word, I've seen it written before, chili oil he can use or dried chili flakes. Then it would at least still be Italian. He insists on sriracha and I declined him. He escalated it and said he was going to go to the store and buy his own bottle in return if that's the case. And I said, by all means, he left. We finished up our dinner and we called it an early night. Everyone is putting on their coat and shoes as he returns and he's pissed. Was I the asshole? My sister is on my side if it matters, but this has been a fight all day yesterday between them because he wants my sister on his side, not mine. They've only been dating three months. Edit. If it matters, I made carbonara, bruschetta, and then for mains, which he didn't get to yet, was a seafood platter in red sauce. My wife and I are 34, 35 respectively, and my sister and boyfriend are 23 and 22 respectively. Um, <laughs> this is bar none one of the pettiest things I've ever heard in my entire life. And I kind of fuck with that pettiness. Do I think you're the asshole? Yes. Yes. Like, do you not see that? Now, do I think he also was an asshole? Yes. Um, This is like, honestly, kind of mind boggling. I think if someone is a guest in your home, and they ask for something and you have it, you should give it to them. Now, do I think it's weird to, like, do I think it's also incredibly rude to be in someone's home and ask? In fact, you know what? My mom has this very serious pet peeve. She really hates it when someone sits down to a meal and adds salt without ever tasting it. Now, this wasn't the situation because he did literally taste it. But I was going to say there's this whole other thing where in a lot of cultures, it's really considered rude to add any sort of seasoning to any dish ever. Like it's how the chef prepared it. It's how you should eat it. And a fun fact that you might not know, I know a crazy amount about like sushi and Japanese dining etiquette and there's a lot to it but at a really nice like a really authentic nice Japanese restaurant there are a lot of things that are considered to be really really rude that we do all the time well I don't do them but other people do them a lot in sushi restaurants um one is like you're not supposed to put your wasabi into the soy sauce um you're not supposed to like put like ginger or anything like that in your soy sauce. You're not supposed to put ginger on your sushi at all. Uh, ginger is a palate cleanser in between bites. And really, you're not supposed to be adding a ton of soy sauce, if any at all, because the dish comes seasoned, like the rice especially is perfectly seasoned by the chef. So if you do use soy sauce, you're supposed to dunk the fish side down into the soy sauce, not the right side. We're talking nigiri here. Obviously, I'd like to put a little, like maki isn't something that you actually traditionally have at a sit-down Japanese restaurant, so that's a whole separate thing, but like whatever. 
go off you can put a little wasabi again like but there should be a little wasabi between the fish and the rice so you really shouldn't actually be doing anything to it um again it's considered rude it's considered rude because like the chef has created the dish and the flavors are supposed to be as is um if you're a guest in someone's home, even if you want something, I wouldn't necessarily ask for it. Though, if it's your partner's family, I feel like you should be able to ask for your preferences. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like I think you should be. Well, maybe three months isn't long enough, but like I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that if like Ozzy's family was over at my place for dinner like if they wanted something they could ask for it you know what I mean or vice versa like I I don't see why that's that big of a deal now I understand this person takes their Italian food very seriously which I respect and it's it's a big part of their culture and that's amazing and I totally get it um I still, if someone's a guest in your home and asks for something, I think you should give it to them. Now, I think a better way of handling this may have been like, hey, I understand you want it spicier. Um, why don't we try these Italian ways of making things spicier that will then still stay in the cuisine because it's so important to us to have this night not just be about like family and getting together and eating but also celebrating our Italian heritage and our Italian culture and that could have kind of gotten him to see how just like uncultured he was behaving like it, it is kind of just like tacky <laughs> to add sriracha to your Italian food you know what I mean like it's not a big deal but like it is kind of tacky um but I don't know man like if someone's a guest in your home and they ask for something I think you should give it to them and if you're a guest in someone's home I don't think especially you know it sounds like they're early on into dating I don't think that he should have asked for it to begin with but I don't like I think I've Everyone is wrong in this scenario. But I think we here have learned a little bit about table manners. So <laughs> that's cool. Am I the asshole for not telling my friends my party won't have alcohol? I, 27 female, recently had a birthday. I don't usually celebrate it, but 25 felt special. I work evenings, so I invited about 15 friends over for a Saturday afternoon, 12 to 5-ish. Now, I don't drink. I can't mix my meds with alcohol. My friends know this. I baked a cake, bought some candy, made nachos, bought some chips, and bought an assortment of sodas I know my friends like. I also set up some games to play in groups, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, some board games. So there's something to do. I invited my friends, let them know it's just an informal get-together to chill. They all seemed excited, but they seemed disappointed when they got there and there wasn't any alcohol. Some were even upset. One of them texted me, after to tell me how rude it was to not let them know beforehand. He hasn't spoken to me since. Now, I don't drink. It's not something I considered to need for a get-together. I don't. I didn't even think of it. But several of my friends were upset, one of them being downright angry. Am I the asshole? No. No, I don't think you're the asshole because your friends know that you don't drink. So... 
I think it's like a little wild to assume that there would be alcohol. Like I, I, in fact, like if it were me and I really wanted to drink, I would just ask ahead of time if there was going to be alcohol, knowing that this person doesn't drink, but also because it was a daytime event, I do think that kind of changes it. Like if it were, if I were going to the wedding, let's say of someone who doesn't drink, I would still expect there to be alcohol regardless of the fact that they don't drink. And I would think it's like fucking weird. If there was an alcohol and no one told me, um, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't think you're the asshole in the future. I would let people know ahead of time that there isn't going to be alcohol because it is, we do like live in a culture where alcohol kind of is a big part of parties. But again, given that it was a daytime thing, but still like, I don't know, that party would sounds like it would be a lot of fun if there was just a couple of seltzers running around. You know what I mean? Like really would have kicked it up a notch. Um, it sounds like a really, really fun party that would have been made a little bit more fun with alcohol because things tend to be a little bit more fun with alcohol. But also if you don't drink, like I don't, think it's crazy to like not provide alcohol for other people. I just think they're like most things, better communication would make it better. Now, the person who's that angry, I don't know what to say about that because that is weird. Like that's a weird thing to be that angry about. Like that's just, I just, I honestly have no words. Okay. Let's do one more because I think it's been a while. I don't know. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my friend group about another friend's kink so they would also stop being friends with him? A little backstory. This friend in reference, let's call him Paul, has been my roommate for a little over a year. We've been good friends since college and we've also maintained our friend group from college as well. Recently, I started to notice something odd. My underwear has been frequently disappearing and reappearing in my drawer. Oh, I don't want to keep reading this. At first, I didn't notice anything, but occasionally I would notice that some pairs were that were supposed to be clean had a strange smell. No, no, I don't want to know where this is going. I started to get really suspicious after a while, especially after I brought it up to Paul and he just shrugged me off at first, but I started getting really weird vibes. And after some arguing back and forth, Paul finally admitted very reluctantly to the truth. Apparently, Paul has been stealing my underwear, wearing them and putting them back in the drawer with what I'm assuming is the hope that I end up wearing them too. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. When I found this out, my skin crawled. I'm honestly a very open-minded person and wouldn't have a problem with Paul wearing women's underwear if they weren't mine. And he also confessed that he had been doing it for months. I felt so violated by this and told him that he would have to leave immediately. Luckily, he agreed and left that night and has been crashing on a work friend's couch while he looks for a new place. He said he was really embarrassed and understood why I was no longer comfortable being friends with him. The only thing he requested was that I not tell our mutual friends. But I couldn't not tell them considering they were all wondering why Paul had to leave so suddenly and why we weren't friends anymore. 
They knew something had gone down. And when they asked, I just told them because I honestly needed support about the whole thing. And I also knew there was no way I would be able to keep hanging out in the group if Paul was going to be there. Everyone was really shocked and understood my decision. Paul confronted me over text about it, telling me that I was in the wrong to share his kink with the whole group and that it was his private information. But I told him I was allowed to tell my friends about how his actions affected me, considering he went against my privacy and violated not only my trust, but also my person. Okay, so while reading this, I went back and forth a lot and have landed on you're not the asshole because here's the thing. It's not that you like if you had just told your friends about Paul's kink, like if you like Paul confided in you that he has this kink and asked you not to share it with people and you went and shared it with everyone, then yeah, I would say you're the asshole. But what actually happened was that Paul non-consensually made you a party to his kink and you didn't it's not so much that you shared his kink you shared how you had been violated how Paul did something like this is so important like I don't ever want to kink shame anyone like you want to wear women's underwear by all means, go off. You get off by wearing women's underwear and then them wearing that same underwear. Great. Fantastic. Find a woman who wants to do that. Like kinks are not the problem. The problem is consent. And that's where we don't spend enough time talking about. Like you have to have someone's consent before you subject them to your kinks. And like, I don't know if like the lack of consent is part of his kink, but that's where it ends. That's that's where we have a hard line. Like you cannot violate someone's person, as she said. That's literally what happened. And so to me, this isn't so much like it's not like you went snickering to your friends like, oh, my God, Paul's such a weirdo. Like Paul likes to put on women's underwear. That's not what happened. They were like, what the fuck happened? And listen, like, could you maybe have like been vague and not like shared the full story? Yeah, that's an option. You could have done that. And that's where I was kind of thinking, like as I was reading it at first, I was going to be like, well, you could have like spared some of the details and like not, you know, divulged something that's incredibly private to Paul. But here's the thing. I don't think victims have a responsibility to be protecting the privacy of their like attackers or violators or whatever. And in this scenario, this writer actually is a victim because like her person was violated. I mean, she was, she did not consent to this. This is like deeply personal. It's like really not okay to do this to someone without their consent. And so I think that she is allowed to speak out about something that she is a victim of, even if it violates someone's privacy, because I think that your right to privacy ends when you start abusing someone. So I think that about a lot of things. Like I remember having this whole conversation about um, uh, Meghan Markle and um, Prince Harry, right? That's the one she's with, right? And how he like published this book and Ozzy, my boyfriend, was like, you know, I think it's fucked up that he's like sharing all these private things about his family. And I was like, yes, 
and I can see it another way. And I, I don't know the ins and outs. Like I actually know so little about the Royal family. So I don't really know. Um, but like on the flip side, let's say like he is the victim of a lot of like childhood abuse, which it sounds like he was. Um, I think you have a right to speak out about ways that you've been abused, even if it means that you're sharing something that is private to someone else, because I think that right to privacy ends when the abuse begins. And so, yeah, I think this person did nothing wrong. I hope everyone in this situation is getting a lot of therapy because I think everyone needs it. So, yeah, that was really, yeah, really uncomfortable. Anyway, um, thanks so much for tuning in. Oh, oh, before we go, we're going to do gratefuls. Now, if it's your first time listening, I end the episode every week by sharing three things that I'm grateful for this week. Um, and I invite you as you're listening to share things that you are grateful for. The only thing that I ask is to not say things that you think about all the time or like say all the time or whatever to make it three new things that you're grateful for, because it's the process of searching our through our day or our week to find things that we're grateful for that actually strengthens the part of your brain that looks for the good and it's scientifically scientifically proven to make you happier. Okay, I am grateful that um, I'm not like full-blown sick as of yet. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I am grateful... I'm grateful that I got off of the magnesium and have pooped every day since like I've not had a single day without. So that's that's pretty great. And if you too want to have good functioning bowels, look out for the nervous system course that is dropping October 17th because it's going to walk you through exactly how I did it and a lot of other things too. It's not just about pooping. Um, and I am grateful... I'm grateful um, to live in New York City. No, I can't do that one. I've done it so many times. Okay. Um, I'm grateful. Oh, I'm grateful that um, my boyfriend went and got me a bunch of soup today. And I'm about to just soup it on up as soon as we're done here. Okay. Um, drop the three things that you're grateful for in the comments if you want, or if not, don't. But <laughs> regardless of what you do, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have not left a review for the podcast yet, it's so helpful when you do it. And a little bonus incentive at the end of every month, I randomly select a winner from the comments and the winner gets um, membership access to the Blush Academy. And it's really sick you're going to want to check it out. And yeah, that's it. And if you have already left a review, then please share this episode with someone who you think would take something from it or put it in your Instagram stories because um, that's another great way to spread the word. And that's how the show grows. So thank you guys so much. Um, we will talk next week. Bye. Bye.